0: Welcome to Fruitbox, Fruitnet's series of conversations about the fresh fruit and vegetable business with me, Chris White. Every week I talk down the line from here in London with people from across the world of fresh produce about some of the biggest issues they face today. My aim is that these 15 minute conversations twice a week give you the very best insight into how to do better business in fresh fruits and vegetables. Today on Fruitbox, I want to return to the theme of how fresh produce companies stay agile and how they cope with adversity. It's a topic that's featured a lot in recent weeks, and I make no apology for returning to it again today. It seems to me that solutions in the face of adversity give a lot of ideas to people who listen in. They're inspiring and they help. You'll remember a few weeks ago in episode 11 that I talked to Tony Reynolds of Reynolds Catering Services. If you haven't listened to our conversation, then do go check it out. Tony told me how he lost as much as 85% of his £250 million business in the matter of 24 to 48 hours when the government here in Britain ordered the shutdown of much of the food service sector that his business depends upon. Remarkably, Tony took it on the chin, thought through the problem And his business has bounced back from enormous and quite sudden adversity. It's due almost entirely to business decisions he took in a very few short moments and how now he thinks his business is probably stronger and better able to face the future. No surprise that it's been one of the episodes that's been listened to most here on Fruitbox. Today, I'd like to look at the same issue from another angle, from another part of the world, from India, in fact, and to hear how a fresh fruit and vegetable supplier who's servicing customers in Europe as well as in India has faced up to the challenges suddenly thrown at him. How has he coped? How has his business fared? Today on Fruitbox, I'm pleased to be joined down the line from his office in Mumbai by Kaushal Kakar, the CEO of a company called KB Exports. Kaushal, hi, welcome to Fruitbox. Thank you, Chris, for having me here. Now, by way of introduction, tell us something about KB. You're a grower-shipper based not far from Mumbai in India, and you supply a range of fresh vegetables and fruit to customers in India and abroad. Tell us some more.
1: That's right, Chris. So we are uh, India's largest air freight exporter of fruits and vegetables to Europe. Uh, We also ship to other parts of the world, but Europe and especially UK is our mainstay. Uh, We work with all the big retailers. And uh, also serve the wholesale markets in UK. Uh, some of the products we do mango is one of the biggest pomegranates and then on the vegetables we are uh, doing baby corn, okra, green chilies, and some ethnic Indian vegetables.
0: Now uh, in, in your country on the 24th of March um, just a few weeks ago and with only a few hours notice the government uh, shut down the entire country so some 1.3 billion people were told at 8pm that their country was locking down at midnight and they had four hours to go and organise themselves. What went through your mind at that moment, Kasha? Uh
1: Honestly, we were expecting something on these lines. Uh, it had already happened uh, in some other parts of the world and we knew this is the path that India will have to take. The public health infrastructure wasn't really geared up to manage a problem so I think the best way was to avoid the problem as much as one can and uh, we had already seen uh, airlines hike up their freight rates and a lot of stressful time at that time so the primary thought process at that time was more about survival just taking each day as it comes and uh, we didn't really think much as to what's in for the future Uh, though we did realize that the first three weeks of lockdown announcement is just uh, a small trailer and we might end up with a much longer lockdown. And that's what we have been proven to be true.
0: And as you've explained, your business relies on air freight to supply that range of products. You talk about baby corn, okra, chilies, and other fresh vegetables, as well as mangoes to customers in Europe. And yet all flights, as you said, were stopped just like that. What, what did you do? Uh,
1: so some cargo, the other continues to travel with the freighters and the cargo flights. A lot of airline uh, gradually did bring in ferry flights uh, which are essentially passenger aircrafts which carry only cargo so uh, business did continue but for the first one week it was completely stopped and gradually solutions started coming in place Uh, unfortunately like uh, certain african countries uh, like kenya which have a good freighter network and uh, large part of their business is driven by freighters India relies on passenger belly capacity as a primary means for shipping cargo. So India really took the hit very, very hard. Uh, There wasn't enough solutions available like they were already available elsewhere. Uh, And it took us quite a few weeks and even months uh, before we could actually start shipping in the volumes that the customers needed us to.
0: And there are many passenger flights between Europe and, and India, between the UK and India especially.
1: That's true. So, so many that it has been a big advantage for India. Indian air freight is in the nature of around 90 or 90 pence to a pound a kilo or even lesser uh, for most times of the year. And uh, that's generally quite competitive for a distance of nine hours. Uh, And that's because there was a good surplus capacity available with the aircraft. Unfortunately, that big advantage turned out to be a disadvantage as soon as the flight stopped. So we had nowhere to go, and uh, we had to rely on these passenger uh, cargo-converted aircraft to give us some solutions.
0: Now we're talking here now uh, in the middle of May, Karshal. What's the situation as far as the passenger flights to India are concerned now? Are they still all stopped?
1: So yes, uh, complete air travel ban, domestic and international, till the 21st of May, which is the new date for the lockdown closure. We don't know if it will extend, but there's a good feeling that uh, good steps have been taken by India and reasonable control is in place. So while we are not out of the problem, but I guess uh, we have to live with the problem for some time. And uh, gradually the government is relaxing a lot of economic activities, even during this lockdown period.
0: Mm Now, we all know, those of us who love mangoes, that uh, it's about this time of year uh, that the mango season starts. And India, of course, produces the Alfonso mango, which you can only find in India. And it's loved by me and, in fact, by people
1: everywhere. And you're a leading exporter of it. So what what did you do then? So our mango business has uh, significantly reduced uh, during this time of the year. Uh, Our U.S. mango, which was the largest program that we operated, has completely stopped because uh, the USDA operates a pre-clearance program where a USDA inspector comes to India and clears the shipment before they fly. So doesn't look like that US travel will happen in India, which means the no no export happening. Uh, in the UK, uh, there's a hot water treatment that we operate, uh, and because the air freight has almost tripled, sometimes even quadrupled, uh, the price points in UK have gone quite high. So which is why the demand has shrunk by half uh, and understandably so with mangoes already being air flown and expensive, a double price does cause a pinch. However, that we are shipping half the volume of last year is still uh, quite surprising for us. We didn't expect to have this much business when the lockdown was announced two months back. And,
0: and you're managing to, to make money uh, uh, doing this too? Uh,
1: we can say that, yes. I think uh, tough times. So It kind of has caused some consolidation in the industry. There aren't too many smaller players who are now able to operate with these tough times. What that has led to is a bit of uh, improvement of margins, uh, lesser number of players now operating in the market and the ticket size of each transaction is very high. The air freight has caused that uh, doubling and tripling of the value. So the margin on a percentage basis is slightly better.
0: Mm And you've also set up a a home delivery service, haven't you, called Mango First. And the slogan on the box is premium Indian mangoes at your doorstep. Now, this is something you've targeted at local shoppers, mostly in Mumbai, I believe. How's that worked? Has it it done well? And are there plans to take it to other cities, in fact, like mine here in London?
1: Uh, So Mango First is a venture very close to our heart. Uh, We were thinking about it for some time. And uh, sometimes when you have a lot of idle time on your hand, which we had during the lockdown, we did uh, conjure up this venture. Uh, So luckily food delivery has not been restricted by the government, uh, though courier services are not allowed. So the primary intent was couriering the uh, fruit boxes all over India and worldwide. Uh, We are currently able to only do Mumbai uh, and do local food deliveries out here. Uh, And the response has been very strong and very positive. Uh, It is really more a gifting solution rather than just a mango selling platform. Uh, And in that context, we have found some very good uh, uh, customers who are really appreciating the kind of effort we have put in on the packaging and on the quality.
0: Mm -hmm. How does it work, Karsha? If uh, I'm in Mumbai and I want to buy mangoes from Mango First and get them delivered to my door, how, how, how do I do that?
1: Uh, Currently, we have an offline platform that we are operating. Uh, We haven't switched on the online module just because we are waiting for the courier services to resume post-lockdown, which is 1st of June. And on international markets like London, we are also trying to take some offline orders. So we are having a lot of people that we initially distributed along with our regular business and people have found the contact numbers on the box. And they are calling us now to place bulk orders, either B2B or B2C.
0: And this is, this is a, a call that they would make from here in London to you in, in India. Is that right?
1: Uh, we also now have a UK number that is operational. Uh, we have a branch in UK which uh, operates our business. So people in UK can call a UK number. And uh, hopefully by next week, uh, because UK already does have a courier service available during this lockdown period. So by next week, we are hoping to operationalize it so that people can make uh, payment using local currency
0: okay and and that i can then go online and order my box of mangoes to, to be delivered to my door that's right uh, and and you mentioned about the fact of a kind of a period of enforced idleness that that allowed you to really focus on this uh, on this d- delivery business that you've been thinking about for some time uh, i guess without this crisis you you just wouldn't have been able to do that is, is that the way is that, is
1: that a way of seeing it? Uh, yes. Uh, generally, mango season is the busiest time of the year. We kind of do more than double the volume in the months of April, May, June than other times of the year. Uh, so invariably, we are not able to do any new ventures uh, when the mango season is on. Mm-hmm. So however, this time was different. So yeah, it finally took uh, some uh, shape. Uh, and form this time this year.
0: And, and and has the business been as you hoped it would uh, in the sense that you've been obviously thinking about this uh, idea for some time? Has it turned out to be as good as you hoped it would be or is it even in fact better than you expected and you'll continue it in a big way in future?
1: Uh, considering that it is purely a word of mouth uh, method of selling at the moment, uh, we are quite surprised at the numbers we have clocked. Uh, quite positive in fact. Uh, but. Uh, going forward we do intend to use all the social media platforms in a more effective way so we had made a plan for it but we realized that the money we spend may not yield results because if we do get more orders we will not be able to serve them outside of Mumbai anyway yeah so we have we have planned to go uh, all out for the coming season mm. but but
0: Mumbai is a is a pretty big market in its own right isn't it
1: uh, yes, but uh, it is quite challenging to do food deliveries even with these restrictions. Yeah. So, we wouldn't want to do more than what uh, is essential. Uh, ultimately, it does have some elements of uh, health risk. So, we thought it is more prudent to go strong next year.
0: Yeah. Now, you've mentioned about the, the lockdown and uh, I think I'm right in saying that the government in India announced last weekend that lockdown is now extended. As you said a moment ago, to the end of May, what, what does this mean for you? More, more difficulties, more challenges, and, and what does it? What, what then happens next for for KB? Uh,
1: so uh, we are about one half to two third of our business volume at the moment, uh, which is not bad at all. Uh, we started very slow, but then uh, customers have realized that the higher air freight prices are the new normal, and uh, it has kept us busy. So my phone is obviously much more busier than usual because I can't travel out now. But uh, it is now a new way of life. So till the time there is a foolproof solution, uh, we will continue to engage with this work from home and uh, also social distancing in the factories, which reduces our capacity. Uh, so these are some of the challenges we have uh, taken on board, but it's it's something that we got used to now. And you you
0: mentioned this word, the new normal. Yeah. Um, do you, do you expect that this new normal is here to stay forever and a day? Or is it, as it were, just the a, a next to normal until we get further change coming down the road?
1: Uh, going by the news reports, we do feel there is some solution upcoming, though it might take a few months or maybe years. Uh, in the meanwhile, yes, we need to take this with a pinch of salt. Uh, our turnover will probably drop. Uh, we might have uh, more challenges on board. But uh, I guess this is uh, something we need to deal with. It's ultimately probably a year or two of uh, a bad patch in a long career. So I guess it's still completely okay. Uh, it's better to have a safer, healthier life than have any challenges. Yeah.
0: Now, you sound very sanguine about everything, I must say. Uh, what are the biggest lessons for you from all of this? Has it changed your approach to, to business? And do you think you've got perhaps less appetite for risk, or in fact, perhaps more appetite for risk? What what do you take away from all of this?
1: Uh, It really depends on what way you look at it. I think we as a business are a very conservative business. Uh, We generally try for the best risk-adjusted reward. So we go for minimum risk, but maximum reward. And uh, hence we go for low-hanging fruit businesses first. Uh, We are able to match up to the specs of European Union quite comfortably and all the restrictions around MRLs are not a challenge for us. So we have uh, chosen to be completely biased towards export markets and not done any work in the domestic space. Uh, This episode has has forced us to rethink. I think we need to be more uh, diversified, Uh, cannot depend too much on uh, just air freight driven export business. Uh, So probably some more seafood uh, fruit businesses that we might undertake because those have been more resilient to these uh, challenges. Mm -hmm. Uh, And also I think mango is just a first step. Uh, We have a very high spec vegetable module uh, that we can activate also for the domestic market, uh, which is quite ripe for a very food safe offer. So the plan is to then carry forward the mango venture into uh, domestic uh, vegetable distribution also though it could probably be more a mobile or a online platform driven uh, business
0: mm-hmm. and you see good market potential in your own domestic market there in india do you uh
1: yes if it is done right uh, then india has 1.3 billion people so much bigger market than europe put together but uh, it has to be done uh, in the right way i think uh, the Indian market is very non-forgiving. So if you get it wrong, it can uh, not give you the best results. So we were staying away from it only because we thought the export market had all the opportunities for us. But I think we will be cautious now and we will want to definitely balance our business with both domestic and international.
0: Hmm. That's really interesting And, and I'm afraid that's all we've got time for today on Fruitbox. I was talking down the line Kaushal Kakar of KB. Kaushal, thanks for your time. It's really nice to talk to you again.
1: Thank you, Chris. I really enjoyed talking to you.
0: Now you can find today's conversation with Kaushal and the many others I'm having here at Fruitbox on our website, fruitnet.com. They can also be found on all the major podcast platforms. Just search for the word Fruitbox. And you'll know that our audience continues to grow and it's great that so many of you are listening in. If you want to feature in a future episode of fruit box then why don't you get in touch with me drop me a line to my email at chris at fruitnet.com don't forget also to download our new magazine apps from the app store uh, or from google play fresh breeze journal and asia fruit are now out and we're working to get euro fruit ready later this month they're designed to work on your smartphone and tablet and have been developed by the same people behind the economist another magazine. so do take a look i'm sure you'll like them That was Fruitbox, and this is Chris White. Thank you again for listening. Goodbye.